0: And three, two, one. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Clone Wars commentary. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Summer. And as always, we are here to talk to you about Clone Wars. Right now we are on Season 2, Episodes 12 through 14. This is the Mandalore arc. One of, I think, many. <laughs> yes. Um, episode 12 is called The Mandalore Plot. And, as per usual, we are going to start with our quote for the episode. And this one happens to be, If you ignore the past, you jeopardize your future. So, Summer, uh, in what ways has this been relevant in Star Wars?
1: Uh, well, with Vader. And then with Kylo. If you yeah. ignore the past, so basically forgetting, you know, everything that people have forgot around you, you know, end up falling into the same craft over and over again. Because it yeah. was still Snoke.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I think in in real world as well, like, um, one of the things that we hear all the time is if you ignore history, you're doomed to repeat it.
1: Mm-hmm. Hindsight's twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, there's literally so many sayings that go along with this also saying. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it, we you just go on forever about it. Um, Okay, so this one, this episode, is based on kind of establishing the arc, as all of them do. But it introduces us to a lot of different things. Um, So, in episode 12, we meet Duchess Satine for the first time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And her and and Obi-Wan have a history, so they talk about their history.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And that... um, that they kind of, that they kind of maybe flirt with each other, because Mm -hmm. she's like, it's my heroic Jedi.
0: Yeah. And I was just
1: kind of like, hmm, okay, what
0: was that about? Yeah, they have an interesting flirtation, too, because it's, like, without knowing all of their history, we see it, we learn a little bit about it, but the flirtation is so, like...
1: Still there. Like he still yeah. likes her, but he like and she's kinda pissed, I think, that he took his role as a Jedi Knight yeah. a little bit more seriously than say Anakin does. Yeah. And so it just makes her mad and she like says these like little undercuts and things like that. So like, ooh, mm, she's still hung up on that.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> Which I kind of love because We don't, like, we see, we see her hung up on the things, but she obviously didn't, like, pine over anything. She didn't do anything crazy about it, you know? Like, it was, romance in Star Wars never presents itself as what romance seems to be in real life, you know? Right. And, (laughs) like,
1: she just accepts it. She knows that it's her duty. And, yeah, she still kind of says some snarky things, but she's also, like, in the end going... It happened. We moved on. We had feelings, but we knew it wouldn't work out because of both of who we are. And so we just move on.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's also important to. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's important to Obi Wan's story, you know? Um, because without any of this, any of this Mandalore plot. We just assume that as Obi-Wan continuously and always says that like attachments are forbidden and he always discourages Anakin from things. And I also like I remember feeling this way when I first saw these episodes, but like it even it reignited when I watched it again. But like it really makes you not necessarily question him, but understand him more Uh and why he felt that way. Sorry, I was checking. I'm, I'm checking something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this one gives us a lot. I think this is probably my favorite out of all of the episodes. Um, simply because it gives us the most that continues on through Star Wars history, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it gives you the most, like, background of who is going against who, who Death Watch is, you know, how much... Dooku is in on this, and then
0: everything like that. Yeah, yeah. It really presents, it presents so many different people, too. So, like, Satine, for example, I know she's going to be one of our main people that we obviously talk about throughout this whole thing, but she's a pacifist leader in a time of war. She has a sister, (laughs) Um, that we don't necessarily learn about in this episode, but.
1: Oh, I was like, I don't remember hearing about it. No,
0: we as audience members know that Bo-Katan exists. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yes. Oh, I was just gonna say she. For me, when I was uh, just like reading more about Satine, I read that she was born on Calvala, Calvala, and I for a minute was like, does that mean she's not a Mandalorian? And then I realized that it's in the Mandalorian system, the Mandalore system. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, okay, calm down, breathe, (laughs) because I'm just like ever since ever since the Foundling thing, I have been on a roll (laughs) of like who is real.
1: Jango Fat is not.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like...
1: Because that's like one of the first things they say. They're like, well, we were attacked, and he was like, by a man named Jango Fett. And he was like, he is... I don't know where he got the armor. It's not yeah. one of ours. Yeah,
0: he puffed his chest real quick. Yeah. He was like, no, 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 no. Don't even claim that. But then it's, it's funny because... And obviously, like, we didn't know about the foundling thing until uh-huh. the Mandalorian. So... Yeah. Maybe they thought of it at another time. Maybe it was just, like, not something they wanted to address in a kid's cartoon. But, like, it makes me wonder.
1: Maybe it was more like people were asking more questions than what they gave answers to. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, well, we have this perfect way of explaining it all right here so that it can help people stop asking questions and
0: speculating. Yeah, that too. That too. Speaking of the Prime Minister and his annoyingness. Um, I have three things that describe him. Uh, I wanna know what you think I guess what, what would my the right question be would be how do you think they affect the plot line? That would okay. be my question. So All right. he has a politician's grin. He part of this is the plot line. <laughs> he is a black market dealer or establisher, if you will. And then We don't see it in this one, but eventually he becomes a leader in puppet form. He's a puppet to my mans. Yeah. So, knowing all of those things about him, and knowing where the plot goes, do you think he's, like, relevant at all?
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think he tried, but it also says here that his dedication became his undoing. Um, Yeah. So that he, they. I mean, Mandalore tried really hard to be neutral in the Clone Wars, um, but he did try in his own way to bring much needed good to the Mandalore people. Yeah, uh, with the black market trade, um, but it also turned on him because
0: poisoned all the children.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. I can say it poisoned all the children. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's really obvious. I mean, that, like, oh yeah, he's a big, key character. Yeah, I no. mean, I feel like he was trying to do good, ended up some someone else screwed up the whole thing and turned good into bad, like always. And so, I mean, I don't know, maybe he did open it up for Maul to come in and take everything.
0: That's, you know, you're not wrong. Well, and I always wonder about the black market thing, because like you said, like I don't think he's a key character. I think he was just... There to be there, you know, he was there to add to the plot of the black market thing and stuff like that and to show, like, Satine's abilities because I think that was really important, but I think that, like, for me, I wonder if him doing that is what, obviously there are so many other factors to this, but is what made people like Maul realize, like, oh, I should probably go look into Mandalore, you know? Yeah, they
1: he made it bigger than what it should have been. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like peacekeeping worlds are just that—they're peacekeeping worlds. So like they ain't out here trying to be seen, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. Mandalore already had history, and so like changing their history, people were like, "Okay, they're boring now. Bye." Yeah, <laughs> you know, right, right. Um, okay. So it also part of their history is when Satine became Duchess. Um, she. Created them as like I think it's called like the new Mandalorian actor, new Mandalorian something, and cordoned off all of the people that didn't believe and agree with her in the peacekeeping part of it, and they all went to Concordia or Concord. They became Concord Dawn or went to Concordia. Yeah, and <laughs> that's where Death Watch right. was formed or is previously at, at, um, and that's also where Previsla is, who is the head of. Concord Do you know who does his voice? No, who? John Favro. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Or is it Pre Vizsla or Paz Vizsla? I don't know which ones he does. Let's Hi. ask Siri. Hey Siri. Who voices Pre Vizsla on the Clone Wars? Okay. Yep. I found this Boom. Moment. Nailed it.
1: You <laughs> are awesome.
0: Okay. I don't know why I just questioned myself. I literally wrote it down.
1: I was like, I, like, totally (laughs) trust you.
0: I don't know. Sometimes I don't trust me. Um, but I just, I really love that. I love when creators put themselves into their work. I'm pretty sure I've said that on, if I didn't say it on an episode here, I've said it on the main channel episodes. Because Uh I do Uh love that so much. Um, and he's in The Mandalorian. And I love that. Yeah. Um... But he's important here simply because um, this is where we meet the dark saber for the first time. I think in all of it, correct? Yes. Yeah,
1: that is where the yeah. They don't really talk about a lot of what the dark saber is in this episode specifically, but you see it.
0: Oh yeah, it's so cool. My friend, um, I say friend loosely. We're not like buddies. We're probably acquaintances. We're definitely internet friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're definitely internet friends. He um, has a darksaber, and he was going to take it to, I think, I guess it might have been a lightsaber meetup, but it was just like, he was going to take it to Galaxy's Edge. But because it looks so much like a real weapon, they couldn't take it in. Which I, like, feel so bad, but, like, it's so cool looking. (laughs) That's awesome. It does look amazing. if, If security turned it away, that's awesome. I know. It looks so cool. Anyways. Side note, really. um, That's really it for the Mandalore plot. I mean, there's a lot of, like, yeah. butt-kicking and fun times and lots and lots of really good information for future connections to things like Rebels and really, like, all the movies, I would, as- I would say, and then The Mandalorian, etc. Um, lots of side jabs. Yeah, Darth Maul hasn't hand. come into this episode, but things that happen in this episode are relevant to him in the future. So, I just, I really, this is my favorite episode of this arc. Okay. Alright, I guess move on to number 13. Number 13. Episode 13, you
1: know. Fear not, the, fear not for the future. Weep not for the past. What do you think, Cheyenne? I think <laughs>
0: uh, that that has a lot of interesting context to the previous quote hmm So, if you ignore the past, you jeopardize your future. So, don't ignore the past. But also, don't weep for the past. And don't fear the future. So, like, so I'm going to say the past so many times. So, remember your past. Don't be sad that it happened. Don't ignore it. Know that it's happened so that you don't do it again. A.K.A. don't but jeopardize don't your do- future. don't dwell in it. Don't right. Don't really dwell in it. And don't, don't just. Yeah, don't dwell in your past because then you're going to fear the future and you don't need to fear the future.
1: The future can be changed so quickly.
0: Yeah. I said fear the future and past and future so many times in one sentence. That was a lot.
1: But it's <laughs> hard not to fear the future, especially with the unknown. Like, that's something that I personally have been dealing with right now. hmm With what's going on in my life. Yeah. I don't know. The next four weeks hold a lot for me. Right. And I'm really just... Terrify, yeah. And I just, you have to kind of. I feel like that speaks to me personally because, it's like, the internet's the future. And yeah. You can't cry about the past. It's past. Is past. You can't change anything. And I know this, but the future, you know, what's the fear? Because you can't change it. I mean, you can change it, but you know what I mean. It's not set yeah. in stone. Your future is not permanent.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like you can't always decide your future like you can decide your next step but your future is kind of just up in the air and up to the universe you know that's where I'm at too we're in different situations but with very similar feelings for sure yep Um, and that goes to anybody listening like if you got stuff going on and you're scared of things it's okay to be scared Um, Carrie Fisher I believe I do, I, fact check me and let me know but I'm pretty sure Carrie Fisher said stay afraid but do it anyway um and that is something that also keeps you
1: cautious.
0: Yeah, I repeatedly you know, maybe, put that in my head all the time because <laughs> that's just my life. That's motto. one thing that
1: I fear too is tattoos and <laughs> sharp little needles.
0: <laughs> no! I love tattoos. I have do I have five? One, two, three, four, five. I have five tattoos. Wow. Okay. um, okay moving on let's fear not the future and continue talking about this episode (laughs) so the duchess goes to the senate um, and Anakin joins Obi-Wan on Mandalore and in the elevator or the turbo lift if you will Anakin discovers that Obi-Wan has a connection to Satine and that's my first like time recognizing like Obi-Wan being awkward (laughs) cause he's like like, I don't want to talk about this yeah. Like, we're not talking about my past. He's like, not wall not up.
1: This.
0: He's like, no, no, we're good. And I love that. And I love that Anakin doesn't even push him. He just like smirks the whole episode.
1: It's so knowing. Like, <laughs> you sit here. You, it's pop-cut black. You mm-hmm. tell me not to do this stuff. But it's... Oh, yeah.
0: It. I love it. <sighs> but we all know that I love Anakin uncontrollably. So, okay. This... Really stood out to me. I really want to talk about it. I want to know your thoughts. Not just on the sentence, but on, like, the context of the Clone Wars. So, when Duchess Satine says, war is intolerable, we have been deceived into thinking that we must be a part of it. The moment we commit to fighting, we have already lost. Let it sink in. Breathe it in.
1: I don't know. I just feel like it's just so, I understand where she's coming from. It's like when you're in an argument and you're screaming, yeah. you've already lost control at that point. Yes. You are no longer in control of the situation. I feel like war is like when you're screaming at somebody, you've lost the situation. Yes. But sometimes a elevation in your voice and in your presence can help influence the situation. So, I don't know,
0: okay Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, teens going on a speech. Boom. Got to record that. So I, like, backed it up and wrote it down. Because from her point of view, like, she's not wrong at all. Because obviously it's her point of view. But also just in general, like, she's like, once we start to fight we've lost our morals, if that makes sense. You know, like, we uh-huh. lost what our goal was, which was to not fight. So that completely and utterly makes sense. And then Obi-Wan's not in there yet. I think he walks in on that conversation. Because um, Senator Merrick says something to her and was like, so you think we should just not fight or something, something like that? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, And then Obi-Wan interjects. And I think... The point, too, is, like, people are always, like, every time one of one side or the other lands on their planet, they're like, get off my planet, I don't need you here, like, you're gonna bring the war here. And it's like, sometimes it's like, the war is already on its way here, so we're here to stop that from happening. Mm -hmm. And, like, the Jedi have done a lot wrong, and they do a lot wrong all the time, including the Clone Wars. But, (laughs) like, I also think that their intentions the whole time... At least, like, individually, too. Like, Yoda obviously didn't want a clone war, you know? And, like, neither did Obi-Wan or Anakin, really. Anakin might have. But, but, like, I feel like their individual concerns and wants were not the war. It was protecting people and planets that didn't deserve to have the war there, including Mandalore, including Duchess Satine, you know? Like, their mind wasn't to the fact that they were going to bring the war there. It was just, like... We're here to make sure that it doesn't happen, and also to make sure that if you are choosing a side, which is the intel that we're getting, that you're on the right side. Uh-huh. You know, but everybody thinks their side is the right side. Exactly. Like it's it's such a double edged sword. War is a double edged sword all the time, always. And there's always people that get caught in the crosshairs, and that's the sad part. Yeah, and that sucks. Also, speaking of people caught in the crosshairs, I didn't ever catch this before. She's a designated region of 1,500 systems? Like... What? Yeah. She says, like, as designated region of over 1,500 systems and blah, blah, blah amounts of people, they have all told me that they want to remain neutral during this war, and I'm just like, what? That's, that's so many that's, systems. I was like, that's just a little, <laughs> little bit overwhelming. That's so many people. Like, I, I didn't know why her I name was Duchess, but now powers. it makes sense. hmm Not name, title. <laughs> Titled. Anyways. Yeah. But that blew my mind. I. It makes me so much more proud to like her as much as I do. <laughs> and Right. While she's on a roll of speaking of her accomplishments, she also slaps Obi-Wan with her words. And she says, Senators, I'm sure you're all familiar with this collection of half-truths and hyperbole that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I lost my mind. That's so funny. And that just, like, true his whole his whole storyline throughout Star Wars. Like, he's <clears throat> always telling half-truths and using hyperbole. For everything. Such a Obi-Wan move. Okay. We already talked to there being two sides of every dilemma. Um, Another, like, random thing that always happens in Star Wars, there's a random item that I want to talk about. And this time, it's the little, well, not the little one, the big one, the big spider droid. It's the SDK-4 assassin droid. Also known Uh as the Assassin Probe a model of assassin droid manufactured by the Techno Union, of course, uh, used by the Separatists during Clone Wars, also referred to as the Separatist Assassin Probe, uh, because it's like the body of a probe droid with, like, a bunch of spider eyes and spider legs. And then when she like. kill it, it has all these little eggs Yeah, pop out. Yeah, a little baby. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> like,
1: I was like, okay, all right. And then when they all started popping out, I was like, no. No, 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 no!
0: I am not okay with this. I'm done. Yeah, it was very horror movie esque, and I loved that because I love all of the different types of elements that go into making Star Wars. But it's so funny, the babies. But it was also like really scary, and I just, <laughs> um. But it's one of those random but things. in Star it was Wars crazy that I was crazy, like, though. Cool. How like it started taking off the clones? I was like, oh my god! And, and then it threw one. Zombies. Yeah, he like threw one of them and I felt yeah. bad. Um, I was like, No, I like this guy. <laughs> After the spider droid does all of its chaotic movements, um, Obi-Wan has one of the little ones left and like uses it to flesh By out who the person
1: was which yeah. was kind of cool on yeah. his behalf. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. Yeah. I was
0: like, Yes. Yeah, she even points that out too. She goes, like, this is bordering on torture. And I was like, she's not wrong. <laughs> but he wants to find out who it is. Yeah, also, like, it's the most efficient way. Yeah, he's protecting you, the love of his life. <laughs> you know? And yeah. so, obviously, literally from the beginning, it points out that Senator Merrick is the bad guy. Obviously. Okay. Uh Uh, he was always, like, questioning things and speaking up when he didn't need to and making faces. So he worked for Death Watch, um, and when it comes to their, like, last-minute battle, Satine shows her strength again, and I love her for that. She's always whooping butt and always surprising people, but she's shaking. She, like, can't can't do it. She can't kill him. And Obi-Wan is battling with his inner... Demons of I've killed plenty of people <laughs> Our before. Our lovely Anakin is just like no, I'll do it. Yep, he's like shing right there in the middle. It was amazing. Yeah, I was so excited about that. I I, I giggled. I was like, yes. <laughs> I Lord entirely Vader. forgot it happened, and then because you, I mean, you were here with me when I was watching that yeah. part, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> boy, there he goes. It and was... he's like, what? What happened? Yeah. I did it. It was amazing. God, I love it. And he was just like, all right, I handle it. Let's move on, people. (laughs) He's
1: like, all right, we're going on.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. So, um, moving on to episode 14, because, I mean, that's really where it ends, that he makes a few more comments. Uh, Satine touches Obi-Wan's face all lovingly, and Anakin makes another comment, and then we move into episode 14. So, Summer, uh, take this one away, because this one is... Definitely in your area of interest.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so in war, truth is the first casualty. That's your phrase, <laughs> and it goes back to what you said about how you know once you start fighting, you've already lost. Yeah. So definitely, because yeah, definitely, I these are very poignant. Especially to, like, even our current uh, climate and everything. Um, Okay, so they're in Coruscant, and she's um, at the Republic. She's trying to get them to keep her planets neutral, her systems neutral. And um, our lovely little master puppeteer, Palpteen, is like, well, we have this disc, and... It shows I guess one of her the who was it? My brain. I I fail at names. That's okay. Um, Okay, from Deputy Minister Jarek. And they've basically spliced this, but we don't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. But it's the hologram and it like says, We want civil we want the war here. We know that it's gonna protect us. Basically everything that uh, Satine doesn't say that they don't want, yeah, and then conveniently enough, he's dead. (laughs) Of course, so we can't get the truth, or we think we can't get the truth, and so she's desperately trying to figure out, you know, what what's going on, and then she starts getting, um, and then she's blackmailed behind. um, So she jumps in. So she tells Obi-Wan, look, you know, this is what I want. And he said that she shouldn't be making any decisions while being hysteric. And she's like, I'm not hysterical. You don't (laughs) tell a woman she's
0: hysterical. Yeah, literally.
1: So she gets up and into her speeder. And then as soon as they're like maybe 10 seconds into the flight, their navigation system goes and they can't of course control the ship anymore typical so um the driver sacrifices himself where the other three create this ball it was actually kind of cool they like mm-hmm. create this ball around her and they jump off onto a platform and like roll this cage so she's in the middle and she's oh my safe
0: gosh.
1: yeah but he dies as he like flies to the side of the building. And Ouch. so then she's really upset about it. And, yeah. you know, you know and of course. And so she goes to Palpatine saying, Look, there was, you know, someone tried to kill me. And he's like, Well, <laughs> conveniently enough, there's not enough, uh, you know, information to say that it was, that it had been tampered with and it wasn't just an accident. So we're, yeah. He just dismisses it, of course. Um, and then uh, they, and then the, Mass Amadea guy.
0: Yeah, 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 Mass Amida.
1: Yeah, he he agrees that it's a little fishy, but they just pretty much dismiss it. Of course. And she's furious, and so then Obi Wan like approaches her in the hall, and he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" And she's like, "I'm fine. I didn't want to worry you." And he's like, "Well, you failed and she says I was worried." You know, <laughs> these 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 Jedi guys get worried really quick. Yeah. Jeez. And then and the so then um Padme, of course. Which she didn't have her shadow little Anakin guy. Anakin doesn't show up any in this episode and I'm kinda confused as to where he is.
0: He does that, you know? He disappears in episodes sometimes. Yeah, well I he don't, wasn't there. Because
1: I expected go in the him end. to be following Padme around.
0: Yeah. Like a puppy dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, that's so weird. I don't know. I, uh, mm, I'm sure the answer is out there somewhere. I'm sure somebody listening knows the answer. So if you do, let us know. No, uh, um, but I don't know.
1: Anyway, so she's she meets with one of her um her informants. Yes, yes. and then he gives her the the full recording that and. So right after that, he ended up getting shot by a death watch, by somebody from Death Uh, Watch.
0: Yes, okay, I remember that. But
1: she instinctively pulls out her gun to protect herself, and when everybody sees her, she's holding a gun, pointing it at her informant, Uh, and so they (laughs) assume it's her.
0: No. So then
1: she's on the run, she's like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, and then she finally actually contacts Obi-Wan, and it's like, I need your help. Oy. Admitted. Yeah. It. Which, yeah. <laughs> so then they meet in a really public area. She gives him the tape and then tells him everything that's going on, and he's like, I can help you, and she's like, no. No, no, no. Just in case anything happens to me, this is what, you know, everybody needs to see, and he didn't like that. But anyways, yeah. they ended up finding they cleared her name, because she turned herself in. He got the tape to Amidala. And Amidala played it and cleared her and everything like that. So that is pretty much the end of that.
0: I really like that Padme is, like, there to stick by her, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I was reading up on her, obviously. And how she, like, does have those um, acquaintances like Padme and Orn Frita... And there was another one. Um, but it's like, we talked about this too. Like, Orn just there. I don't think he's ever done anything major. If he has, whoops, my bad for not noticing. But he's always, elephant. yeah, he's always just kind of like there to know things. He's probably the best person to be friends with because he just knows everything. Everybody's uh-huh. friends with him because he doesn't do anything. Um, but like to have an ally like Padme, especially when it's, I don't want to say two separate stories, but like two separate areas, you know, like two separate Uh areas of the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I just love that. And I Um, kind of like
1: the end thing that Obi-Wan says. He says, uh, things are changing. And that kind of, because Satine holds Obi-Wan back to thank him for his assistance, then expresses her confusion regarding the recent events. And he says, well, uh things are changing and that's pretty much what he says and just talking about how things aren't like they used to be when they were together and that the political climate is changing the the political climate is changing and everything like that
0: so i was literally about to be like in what context is he talking about okay
1: cool no no no. he's talking about that things weren't the way they used to be and that everything's changing everything's more difficult and, and more clouded and because you have your puppeteer right next to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing about the Clone Wars too, like just the series as a whole, is it's a lot of focus on the politics and I think that's so good because like kids don't really, I didn't understand it in the movies. Like I was just kind of like, okay, like these people, yeah, I was like, these people don't agree, but like give me some more Jedi and some more dark side people like fighting, you know, and I feel like Clone Wars does a really good job of highlighting the politics, although it's, like, very quick spurts, you know? There's still no, like, deep explanation, but it is highlighting the fact that, like, politics was a lot of, if not yeah. the only main source of everything going on in the galaxy, you know? Like, it was what started the Cold Wars. Like, yeah. end of story, yeah. you know?
1: And then also they talk about how... Um saying we don't want your assistance we don't want your help we want to stay neutral and everything like that and then so it's kind of funny the look on Pop Team's face when Ambella's like well we're going to ratify the decision now okay and he's just like Yes, yeah, so let's go do that. I'm yeah. glad it's all
0: taken care of. I really love when Padme like steps on his throat during these episodes because yeah. I'm just like, you, you're not there yet, dude. You're so close, but you're not there yet. And also earlier when you said his name, I like cringed a little because I just imagine his like upside down like butt face, and I forget, <laughs> I forget I that he's thought. not there yet. I can't yeah. coin that term. Black Series Rebels coins that term. I was listening <laughs> to one of their episodes and they said it in a more crude oh manner, but it was yeah. oh, it was so funny and it's so accurate. But that's what I thought of immediately when he said that. I was like, oh, he's not he's not that face yet. He's fine. Everything's fine. It <laughs> was so funny. So that's it for the Mandalore plot, or I guess the Mandalore arc, really. Uh-huh. Um, So episodes 12 through 14, if you want like, an update on small little political snippets, Obi-Wan's previous life and the Darksaber, um, and just Death Watch in general. That was, that's the first introduction to Death Watch in all of Star Wars, I believe. Um, So it's definitely a good place to at least see episode 12 and, like, know who they are and what they are and where they're from. Um, And it highlights some things and then it makes you feel good because it connects to other things in other shows. What? Oh,
1: sorry. I was just (laughs) thinking about, like, in the square, Uh and the Death Watch guy is trying to shoot at uh, Satine, Obi-Wan has an almost Anakin moment, where he throws the guy against the wall. And I was just like, he just pushed him and knocked the guy out. I I mean,
0: "Uh." at least he did that, you know. He took the high road. There's (laughs) Yeah. He sure did in pure Obi-Wan fashion. He sure did. Um yeah. yeah, all all no, you're fine. All great moments, all great things. One of my favorite plots of Clone Wars um to keep up to date with all the things like that, like novelization updates and reviews, the news, the fun Star Wars topics, again, follow the main channel, um, at Kessel Run Weekly on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Kessel Run dot com. You can follow me at CJerica on Instagram, or CJerica95 on Twitter. Please go follow me on Twitter. I have like, 60 followers or something. And I'm kind of funny on there. I obviously <laughs> say that very loosely. I'm not funny in person at all. So... <laughs> I don't know, my, my husband was
1: like, Oh yeah, Cheyenne did this the other day and I was like, You talked to Cheyenne? And he's like, No no no. He goes, I follow her on Instagram and I was like, Oh. Post it
0: on all my social media. That's the only way to keep up with me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, I haven't talked to her in a while. How did you know? Nope, that's just the best way to keep up to me. Also the best way to reach out if you have any questions, concerns, non snotty remarks about the podcast um and you can also read my blog at cheyennehoover.wordpress.com i am about to restart star wars sundays so keep up to date on that but i do have a couple movie reviews and a lot of all of my old blog posts are still up so please go check them out summer where they can they find you
1: you can follow me on instagram at summerlin 1121 i don't really post a lot but i do like to follow people because everybody has really cool stuff that
0: i like to follow I yeah. Can't. So she'll be there to support you in your time of social media likes. Yeah. Um thank you guys again so much for listening and may the force be with you. Always.